The perfect vehicle may be hard to find, but shipments are arriving daily at McCarthy. Let us help you reserve the one you want. That's right. Pick up your next new vehicle before it arrives. Choose from Chevy, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Subaru, Buick, or GMC at one of McCarthy's 11 convenient locations across Kansas and Missouri. McCarthy can help you order your new vehicle today. Visit shopmccarthy.com today to find the location nearest you. See dealer for details. Deposit may be required. Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Walmsgans, and joining us now from GoPowerCat.com and Preps KC, of course, as well, is uh, Ryan Wallace. And uh, Ryan, let's just start where you were last week. You are out of Mill Valley and uh, got to see that Mill Valley-Aquinas game and pretty impressive performance by Mill Valley. I mean, they really, really did a good job on Aquinas and back in the state title game for a third straight year. And, and we were kind of talking this before, while, while not superstar laden like some of the, the Mill Valley teams of the past, pretty solid football team up and down the roster, isn't it? Well, yeah, and I, and I almost feel guilty because, you know, you I, I let so much kind of outside opinion influence how I felt or thought I, I knew about Mill Valley going into that game where, you know, everybody has kind of said, well, this may not be the most talented team they have. This was supposed to be their rebuilding year. And, you know, I show up there on Friday night, and that's a really good football team. (laughs) Uh, They Sure, they might not have some of the individual talent that they've had in the past, uh, but they're incredibly assignment sound. They're incredibly balanced on defense and offense. And I think the thing that struck me, Dion, and again, this – maybe I'm not giving enough credit to Mill Valley, but I think over time you hear St. Thomas Aquinas and you know, Randy Dryling and and the history that he has. And you, even with all the success that Mill Valley has had recently, you still kind of expect Aquinas to be, you know, the big, bad, uh, intimidating program. And yet it, it looked to me as though Mill Valley was the clear program that wasn't flustered by you know the bright spotlight that wasn't making mistakes um they were kind of the alabama if you will that that you know just didn't seem uncomfortable in any phase of the game uh and it ended up being aquinas that not only you know mill valley forcing turnovers but also aquinas making you know their own errors and uh came back to bite them in the end and mill valley you know kind of ran away with it there in the fourth quarter Ryan, you may have answered my question, but I, I think didn't Aquinas have a tremendous number of offensive yard yardage for the game? And did Mill Valley's red zone defense play? Did they play great defense on third down? How did Aquinas get all of that yardage and yet only came up with what 19 points? Right. Well, yeah, they were on the field a lot, um, as you would expect with that flex bone. Um, they had a couple pretty good series and some some drives. The problem was, uh, you know, those series and drives ended with fumbles or, you know, ended with some sort of, you know, getting stopped on a fourth down, just weren't able to convert kind of when it when it mattered most. And I think that was the big deal. I thought, you know, Sean Carroll had a really strong game. Um, You know, they they had a a tight end that caught a touchdown pass that I kind of wondered if they might try and throw to him a little bit more with Mill Valley, you know, seemingly loading the boxes as you kind of have to do against Aquinas, but, um, you know, yeah, in the end coach, I think that's what it was is, you know, they, they racked up some yards on kind of first, second, third down, even some series where they were able to move the ball into mill Valley territory, just weren't able to convert when it mattered most. 
now they're on to Mays. You've seen that team play. Um, I think a few weeks ago we might have said, oh, Mays is powerful and has this great offense. Is the physicality in Mill Valley – has Mays played anybody who's who's got that kind of Mill Valley physicality? We kind of joked that they're the one that almost beat Derby, but it was kind of a shootout, very similar teams. And the team that's probably designed to beat Derby the best, shockingly, is Brandon Clark's cousin, Jill Appleby, in Mill Valley. I mean, that's kind of an antidote to a, a, a very talented offensive team as a f- physical, tough run team and a tough defense. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mays was my pick, uh, you know, several weeks ago when we were talking, kind of talking about previews for 5A. And I said, if, if Mays can get past Bishop Carroll, um, I think that, that they're probably the team when they're playing at their best, that is the best 5A team out West. Uh, and they got past Bishop Carroll by seven points. Bishop Carroll's just, again, one of those assignment sound, well-balanced teams. And so when Mays got past them, I thought, okay, they can do this. When you talk about the physicality that Mill Valley is going to show them, really the only team that I feel like Mays has played and, and you know, I, it would be a statement win from a physicality standpoint was two weeks ago when they beat Hayes. Uh, and again, it was a nail biter, 48-36. You know, they, it, it was back and forth there for a while with Jaron Canick's team. Uh, you know, Capen is another team that I think isn't as physical as Mill Valley, but a low scoring game that that Mays found a way to win there late in the game, 22-21. So I don't think that they're going to be, you know, intimidated or, you know, get caught punched in the jaw by Mill Valley uh, for Mill Valley's physicality. Um, but I, I, you know, you wonder Mill Valley's, again, not a team that's going to get flustered. I talked to their defensive tackle one of their captains, Aiden Schaefer, after the game. Uh, and I said, you know, what are you guys looking forward to, uh, you know, about Mays? Um, do you feel like your experience in this type of situation helps you guys? And he said, there's no question that the fact that they've been um, at that, you know, level the last three, this will be the third year in a row. Yeah. Um, they're not going to be surprised by anything. They know how to prepare for it. Uh, they're, you know, if they do face some adversity, it's not going to fluster this team at all. So uh, I, that, that I think is riding in the favor of Mill Valley, but on the other side, they haven't seen anyone like Avery Johnson. I mean, you go down Mill Valley schedule and I don't see any one player that I think Mill Valley has seen that can be the dual threat um, that can keep, you know, a drive alive or a play alive like Avery Johnson can maybe Jet Deneen and, Go figure that was the game that one Mill Valley lost 41 to 20 and he can't throw it as well as Avery Johnson can. So, um, you know, it'll be really interesting for me, Dion, and having seen Mill Valley, I think it it comes down. It's as simple as can Mill Valley's defensive line control the line of scrimmage and fluster Avery Johnson and, and force him into making some, you know, some passes outside the pocket that, you know, he's either off balance um, or just, you know, isn't comfortable making if Mill Valley can do that, uh, I think that they have an offense that's balanced enough that, you know, that they shouldn't have a problem um, um, scoring. Ryan, how would you evaluate the Mays offensive line? Uh, talented, um, talented. I, I feel like they're mobile and, and agile, but not maybe the, the biggest offensive line. Um, but in saying that, I think I didn't think Mill Valley's offensive line was really all that big. I uh, feel like their left tackle was probably six, five, but maybe a buck 90. <laughs> um, but again, like Mays, very assignment sound, fundamentally driven, well-oiled. So um, I, I wouldn't say that Mays has the biggest line, but I wouldn't say that they have the smallest line either. All right, let's move on to six a and um, blue Valley Northwest. Uh, as I said, the, 
to Coach Ryder. You've, you've now boldly gone where no man has gone before to take <laughs> the Huskies to a uh, state championship game, beating a really good Blue Valley West team, and hats off to Josh Corkermeyer and his staff. And if you don't think Blue Valley West is here to stay under that staff and what they've got going on, you're not paying attention because they are going to be a part of the conversation a lot <laughs> the next few years. Uh, but Blue Valley Northwest really has a, just a very impressive win over Blue Valley West, second time they've beaten them. Um, they get Derby. I watched that Derby Lawrence game. Um, I think they're a little more equipped than Lawrence was to, to play with and beat a Derby. Um, but they're going to have to, all three phases are going to have to be ready to go against a, a pretty good Derby team. Yeah. I mean, this Blue Valley Northwest team is, is better than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, this isn't just, uh, it's not just a surprise season. It's not just, Oh, well, they have Mikey Pauly. I mean, this is a really sound defense, really good offense and they control the line of scrimmage their offensive and defensive lines um, have made life really easy for everything behind them um, but in saying what I said about you know Mill Valley having not seen a player like Avery Johnson yeah Blue Valley Northwest has not seen a player like Dylan Edwards I mean you go down the list uh, of, of their opponents this season there's not a single player that I can think of anywhere in Kansas city that, that is like Dylan Edwards, the running back for Derby. Um, he's quicker than fast, you know, to, to pull out a, a Mike Mayock term. Um, he's just one of those guys that is slippery that you cannot get a hold of. And he is incredibly dynamic in the open field and just a very, very tough guy to get a, even a hand on. And then when you get a hand on him, can you bring him down? Um, Derby, I think, um, I, I do feel like this game might be a little bit more competitive in the early stages, um, than, you know, maybe folks on the outside would, would come to think you look at what free state was able to do against Derby. You know, I, I think Blue Valley Northwest has similar athletes to Lawrence free state, probably better athletes on the offensive side. If, if Blue Valley Northwest can get Grant Stubblefield going, and we talked about this off air, you know, particularly getting him maybe out as a receiver a little bit more so you can compliment Max Muehlberger a little bit more and give Mikey Pauly some ability to get outside the pocket, but also keep that Derby defense honest through the air. I think Blue Valley Northwest can keep this competitive early. I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with Derby's offense because nobody's been able to stop Dylan Edwards thus far, but you know, coach and Dion at the same time, if you're Blue Valley Northwest, you're playing with house money. They should be very, very loose for this one. I would imagine. I think one of the factors that we've talked about a lot that you have to look at Derby is think how many practices those sophomores, juniors, and seniors have had over the last three years compared to Blue Valley Northwest last year, they only played seven games, you know, so it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, on one hand, you have the Mill Valleys and the Derbies that, you know, you think every year, maybe they're, they're going to slip up and this will be the game that they kind of, come in not as prepared for and both those head coaches always have those teams ready but in saying that you know you always also keep in mind and, and you wonder is this the year that that maybe they overlook somebody um I, I feel like derby has some really good senior lead, leadership particularly on the offensive line i know that they've got you know alex key jonas vickers are guys and captains that that they'll lean on heavily you know for preparation and getting everybody's mind right for this one um, but again, you know, Blue Valley Northwest has a senior group that Clint Ryder has groomed for this moment. And I'm not sure there's a team in the city that believes in themselves more <laughs> no. than Blue Valley Northwest right now. Really? Yeah, yeah, they are bought in. And, and the, you, 
they did you you definitely see them bought in because they're getting better each week against better teams. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're better than they were when they beat Olathe North and better than they were when they won. I mean, that's what's weird. Usually there's a tough game in there, but they are getting better each week. Well, Ryan, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of football. Uh, Looking forward to hopefully we'll see three champions on the Kansas (laughs) side. We'll see. I I like our chances with two. And and I think Blue Valley Northwest has a puncher's chance there. Uh, Hopefully we'll get three, but uh, it's been a, a great week of football last week and look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. And I will finish by saying this, Dion. I think this might be the best from 6A, 5A, 4A, maybe the best slate, slate of state championship games in Kansas that I can remember in a yeah, while. Yeah, I agree these, with that. These were all pretty good really games. strong finals. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, that's our own Ryan Wallace. Also does stuff for gopowercat.com. When we come back, we will jump across the state line and talk semifinal and state championship football. You'll listen to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.